But yeah, that would be great, but if I'm honest, don't really care what Windows and Mac does. Like, it would be great. It would be great if they if they also got on board, but seeing as how we can't get on board with file systems in general, I, I kind of a lost hope in, the, in that regard. I spend a ton of time working in a file manager. I think of all the utilities in a desktop environment, the file manager is probably the thing that I use most. But there is one issue that annoys me more than anything else, and it's the way that thumbnails are handled and managed on Linux. So Jeff, are you ready for a rant? I am absolutely ready for a rant. Bring it on, buddy. Okay, let me give you an example of a workflow that I have run into before. Um, let me also mute my telegram so that I don't get a notification from Jeremy that will then come through. Just check the video. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was trying to keep that's, character, that's but I great. couldn't. <laughs> I sent him a message. Yeah, I sent him a message like halfway through today about the whole thing, and he just now got it. Oh, well, anyway. he's busy. Notifications, let's just turn that off. It's a Sunday. He shouldn't be busy. Well, he should be at his computer watching football and... There's no football to watch. There's no yes, there is. To watch. There's Canadian. There's Canadian football. He's got all the links, man. Oh, that's Canadian anti-soccer. It's not football. He's, he's doing it, man. He's anyway, anyway. <laughs> do we want to start over or just? Uh, we'll uh, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna roll with it. Okay. okay. So I'm gonna give you a uh, an example of a workflow that I have personally run into before that exemplifies, in my opinion, the stupidity of the way we're doing things right now. Now, to to caveat. I understand that this is not a normal use case. And I also understand that there would be a significant level of cooperation for this to happen and to work properly. So those are two big roadblocks and you know, we'll just we'll just go with that. So sure. photography. I do work as a photographer and a friend of mine a couple years ago, he's a photographer as well. He wanted to do family shots. Well, obviously it's a little hard for him to take the pictures of him and his family when he's behind the camera. So he said, hey, would you come and do the family portraits for me? And I was like, sure, no problem, man. So I get together, we do the shots, fun day, take the photos back home, do all the post-processing on them, finalize, get them all done. Okay, now, I've got them all rendered on my workstation, which you've seen, nice big screens everywhere, all good. I get the images done, they're processed, they're ready to go. So on my workstation, all the thumbnails are rendered. They're all there. Okay, so I then copy the folder from my workstation to a thumb drive. Now they're on the thumb drive. Now go with him, laptop, sitting there at a restaurant somewhere, plug the USB stick into the drive, into the system, and go to show him the photos. Well, all the thumbnails have to render now because they were rendered on the desktop. They were not rendered on mm -hmm. the laptop. So I gotta sit there and let it churn. And now for small images, this isn't a big deal. For large images, this is a big deal. You know, the, the camera that I use when I do shoots is a 42 megapixel camera. The finalized files are 20 to 40 megs each. So when you're doing 400 of them or 500 or however many we're doing, that takes a lot of time to render those thumbnails out. And I had already rendered them out on my desktop and I copied the file folder over. But now I have to redo that on the laptop. So I go through, show him all the files. He looks at them. Great, he likes them. So then he copies everything off that, he just drags and drops the folder off of my laptop, or off of the USB stick that's in my laptop, onto his computer. So now he's got them. He goes to get together with his wife then, 
Okay, let me show you these pictures that we got done. Opens up his laptop, and now he's got to render those files out because he doesn't have them. He just has the files in the folder. So she looks at him. It's great. He's happy. He then takes that home, takes the USB stick, plugs it into his workstation at his house, pulls up the files. Uh, I got to render those thumbnails again. Um, so then he copies them to the NAS so that they're there. So the next day he comes back. Well, now they're on the NAS. That's a different directory location. So it's got to re-render them again. And then later that day, his wife decides she wants to look at them. So she logs into her personal account on the on the workstation and she goes to look at the photos and oh, oh, well, we got to re-render those thumbnails again. So these thumbnails have been rendered six times at this point. Now, that's ridiculous. First off, that's a lot of power that we're using to render these images over and over and over. Now, it seems like we can do this better. Now, again, I understand there are many different file managers and they all want to do things different. But the Linux community is usually pretty good with finding things that we can sometimes sort of agree on. Like we could, we could pick a format, BMP, please no, uh, JPEG, PNG, hell, it could even be XPM. No. Hint, please don't be XPM, but it could be. Like at, at any, I just, let's pick something, anything. Something. We could start with a standard and move towards a better standard as long as we're all on a standard. Yeah, and then, and then, because they get rendered, I think, as PNGs in uh, KDE anyway. I believe. Um, I think they probably do in GNOME as well. Maybe they might be JPEGs. But anyway, they're getting rendered, and they're getting stuffed in a folder that's in the user directory. Like, we can create a hidden folder inside the folder that the files are in. We can call it .meta, and we can save all the metadata there. So when the thumbnails get rendered out, they go into that folder. So when you drag and drop that folder, you get all of that metadata with it. And as we get into doing more stuff with journal file systems and metadata, that then goes with it. So I can do all of that when I'm working on photos, when I have them rendered out, I can add in all the metadata for who's in what picture, all the XMP information. It's all there. I can save that as extra metadata. So then every system after that doesn't have to re-render it. And then when I drag and drop that folder, it goes onto a new device. When the file manager opens up and then goes to look in that directory, it goes, ah, here's the metadata folder. Let's actually go into that. Oh, here's the PNGs. Boom, display them. Oh, here's the metadata. I don't need to regenerate all this. So search results can boom right there because it's it's there. It seems like we could come up with a standard that we all could kind of be on board with to take a step in this direction. Because it just it seems really stupid that we keep doing the same work over and over and over and over again in multiple places. And again, even on the same computer, because if a different user logs in, those thumbnails are in the other user's directory home directory, mm -hmm. which you can't access. So you're doing the work that's already been done for no reason. I wouldn't say no reason, but so there's, there are some, just right at the top, there's some cons security considerations here. If I render a thumbnail and I inject something into it, and it's a shared thumbnail used by all users on the system, someone else picks that thumbnail up. Oh, all of a sudden I have an attack vector. And as we've seen in a lot in the last three or four years, uh, some of these uh, graphics format interpreters or metadata readers are near or in the kernel for whatever reason. And so we've had actually a bunch of Android exploits over the last couple of years that have been because of uh, tainted file formats. So there are some security considerations, but I don't think that's really, that can be worked around. That would be a reason for individual users to have their own files, but that's not 
going to happen commonly. I, I can't really say that in fairness. If there's an attack vector that people aren't paying attention to, someone somewhere is going to figure out how to use it. To be clear. I don't think that's the reason that we would not do it this yeah, way. Yeah, and to be clear, I'm focusing on the Linux desktop experience. I'm not thinking about okay. Android, so we can we can couch that a little bit. Okay. I understand. You were talking about an interoperability standard, though. My assumption would be you would like a standard that would cross into even other operating systems, other domains, ideally. Something that we would all share. Well, yeah, that would be great, but if I'm honest, don't really care what Windows and Mac does. Like, it would be great. Okay. It it's would also, be great if they yeah. if they also got on board, but seeing as how we can't get on board with file systems in general, I, I kind of have right. lost hope uh, in, the, in that regard. Okay. I understand. Uh, I also would like to remind you of the wonderful XKCD comic about uh, standards. Yeah. There are 14 competing Fair standards. Well, it, you want to create a, uh, a unifying standard, and now you've got 15. Because right now, there is no standard. Okay. There are. So but I would just like there to be a Thinner standard. Thinner does things differently than Conquer or whatever that one is, KD is. But see, that's, I wouldn't call that a okay. standard. That's just the process that somebody is doing okay, something. Okay, that's fair. So I guess um, I hear exactly what you're saying. I don't want to waste time, especially... I don't have these massive files that you're dealing with. So for me, rendering thumbnails doesn't usually take that long. If I don't really do much in pictures anyway. I'm, I'm only now beginning a photography habit. I'm sure in the near future, it will start to bite me much more. And I'll be like, man, you were so right about this. This is so annoying. But right now, my experience has been, oh, that's not a big deal. If I need to re-render them, it's okay. And that's probably the big reason why it is this way. Because the people that are writing these things probably haven't dealt with you know, files that are outside their normal experience. They're not really thinking about, you know, the raw format 20 to 40 megabyte file. That's not in their mind. That's an aberration. I th oh, I was talking about JPEG being 20 to 40 okay. megabytes. The raw files are about 81. 80, that's a very specific number, 81. Th that's what it turns out uh, to well, be. Because of the number of megapixels and the, the data you have. I don't know. Well, but yeah, the raw files are about 81 meg. Okay, well, that makes sense. But I mean, this would apply not just to pictures, but like, for instance, media. Mm -hmm. You know, you have TV shows that you've lawfully downloaded and have on your computer legally yes. from the DVDs that you bought and then you decided to rip. And you also decided to title and name every episode so it was nice and neat in your digital, legally digital copy that you have. Again, that there it is. Mm -hmm. you, you would have the you know the rendered thumbnail it's just there's also all that other metadata mm -hmm. which exists with files that when you do a search your o your file manager is now having to crawl through all of that mm -hmm. to find out what's there um and a, a one thing that we have done which sort of like is in the periphery of this is back in the day when you wanted to find a file you ran fine fine and it just slowly <laughs> crawled through your whole OS until it found a file. And somebody came along, some smart guy came along and said, you know, we could do this like in downtime. So that way we have like a flat file that has the location of everything. So you could find a file pretty quick. And thus was born like slocate. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's basically saying we can do the same thing where we have a file that's all the metadata of all the stuff in a directory that's there. So whenever I want to do a more expansive search and try to find a certain type of file that has a certain type of contact or, or whatever, I can do that. And I'm not then having to sit there while it crawls through every single thing. Mm -hmm. So 
in other operating systems, for instance, macOS, they have done this and they've built it uh, into their experience all over the place. Spotlight showed up, uh, I don't know, 2006, seven. It was a big deal because now, because people before then were using Quicksilver or other things that were basically effectively doing that, but only searching for applications. And then Spotlight was supposed to be um, do this for everything, all your files, all your documents, even your bookmarks. And it was a big step forward. And exactly what you're talking about, maybe I've browsed this site, but things are busy, so I'm not going to bother indexing it. But later on, I'm going to remember, oh, hey, he browsed this site, and I'm going to come back and crawl it and pick out whatever information I want. Or he downloaded this batch of images from his account off of Dropbox. We're not imaging, we're not thumbnailing things on Dropbox, but now that it's physically on a system, we're going to thumbnail it now. It does that. Um, but then on Mac, you have one unified experience, and that's it. They control the hardware, they control the software, they control everything. So they can do that. They can safely know it will always be this way. And then they can publish, they've, they've published this so you can inject your uh, rules into Spotlight. As, a, as an application developer for macOS, I believe you can give Spotlight hints on how to thumbnail this thing you've got or what metadata is important for this document that you're creating. So that works because of the unified experience on the Linux side. That's one of the main features is we don't really have a unified experience. I, I, I want to say feature, that's not right. It, the feature would be no one is locked into a specific experience. As many times as people have asked for, oh gosh, I wish we just had the one, everybody used the same things, we would program to one standard to be so much better. I firmly believe that it's this, you're not locked in, that has made it so powerful. And that's what we're really after. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you that, you know, first off, let me let me be very clear. Yeah. This should be something a user should always have the ability to turn on. Yes. I mean, maybe even it is always off unless you turn it right. on. Right. You know, I'm 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 totally down with users having the ability to control their system, 100%. But I do think there's things that we can do to make that user experience better because, you know, wh when exactly is the year of Linux desktop? When is that going to happen? Uh 192018. Somewhere right. around there. Yeah. Because there's there's a lot of these little kind of edge cases that the fact is, a lot of people kind of get rubbed the wrong way when these things don't work. It's it's the small little polishes here and there. Mm -hmm. And I understand that there is definitely, between the different desktop environments, a desire to do things differently. Totally get it. Like, you, you just look at GNOME and KDE, and you're going to go, hmm, yeah, totally different design impetuses there. The user experience is definitely different. As somebody who works on the Lumina desktop, I look at both of those and go, yeah, no, not doing it that mm -hmm. way. So like, <laughs> I get that even from the developer side, but I don't look at something like this, and maybe it's just because this is something I care about, as being encroaching on the design impetus or the design layout or anything like that, because it's happening behind the scenes, and it's not about how I directly interact and click things and what opens where and how the size is and mm. what the buttons look like and all this. It's just, I expect this kind of information, or I would want to have this kind of information available. Mm -hmm. If you look at file managers and you look at, you know, between KDE and, and GNOME, there's a lot of things that are similar because there's certain facts about how we use a file manager. We all have a thumbnail view. They all have a details view that has the file size, that has the file type, that has the date, that has the name. Like, we have come to the realization that this is what we need to have. And it's not necessarily a standard, but nobody looks at it and goes, you know, we don't really need to show the names of files. No, nobody gets to that point. Like, excuse me, putting the name of the file 
under the thumbnail of the file. That's encroaching on my design standards, <laughs> and you better back off. Like, thank God we haven't reached that step. I mean, maybe, someone, maybe someone somewhere has, out there, I'm pretty sure someone somebody has. has absolutely. But I don't. I don't think in the in the general view, most of the desktop developers, or specifically the developers who work on file managers, have that attitude. So, I mean, maybe maybe this would annoy the hell out of them. And if that's the case, I would love for them to send an email or something in and say, hey, you're a lunatic. That's a horrible idea. We should never do that, and here's why. But everybody I've talked with has gone, yeah, that would be nice. And then that's it. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. It would be nice. So is is it just nobody's doing it and somebody needs to take the, the first step into doing it? Or am I just a raving lunatic? No, I don't think you're raving. Well, okay. You might be a raving lunatic, but this is not the reason why, in my opinion. And, you know, maybe listeners would have a different opinion on that. I don't know. Uh, I think also this could be falling into one of those valleys where, yes, this is a very useful feature. But on the list of things that are useful features, this doesn't rate as high as many of the other things on my list. Uh, I'm not going to cite examples because everybody's got a different list in their head, but we all have these little pet things like, gosh, like getting in and out of your car, you happen to trip on the sill every single time. You're like, I wish they had redesigned that sill. Just that one little corner is just annoying. That kind of thing. This is your little corner. But for someone else, they don't care. They step a different way into their car and it never bothers them. So they might consider you, well, that's silly that he's prioritizing that so much. On the flip side, when you're doing something over and over and over again, these little niggling problems become more and more magnified. You're like, I can't believe we haven't figured this out yet. Like you were saying earlier, it's 2020. By now, we should have sorted some of these things out, right? The year of the Linux desktop has come and gone eight or nine different times, depending on who you talk to. It could be as many as 20. I don't know. Every year is the year of the Linux desktop. Why haven't we solved this yet? Probably twofold. One, because someone hasn't prioritized enough. And two, even if they had, not everybody has adopted it yet. Because it's twofold. I can spend... I mean, you're a desktop developer. I mean, literally, Lumina Desktop. You could spend effort to put this into Lumina Desktop. And other people are like, man, that's really cool. I'm glad you did that. I'm going to bring that into Mirror. I'm going to bring that into whatever. What other dev stuff environment they have. Or they could just say, like, well, that's another thing that we don't care about. Or they won't even know about it. I guess uh, if you make it, they may come. But right. it probably is it, you have a lot of other things that you need to do first. Like uh, when you click in this area, the screen, for some reason, it doesn't, it's, it's kind of off a little bit or, or all these little things, you know, your bug tracker is full of stuff. You're like, I don't even know why that happens, but it's probably a really bad thing. We need to fix that. And so maybe when you clear that list out, you'll have enough bandwidth to come back and take a look at thumbnails and you'll come up with the thing that everybody loves. I will say though, when you do come back to it and make the thing that everybody loves, be mindful that different people have different ideas on how much detail they need. So what size thumbnail do you need to render for these images? What's satisfactory? You've got people with high-res screens and people with low-res screens. You've got to think about the people that so are... So I think, yeah, I think right now the default is to render three different sizes. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's what most of the file managers do, small, medium, and large. Right. And I think large is like maybe 512 by 512. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Because really, once you start to get above that, you're actually getting into like regular size <laughs> territory. <laughs> right, so... but on high-res screens, you need the 512 by 1212. 512 for it to look right. But I think, uh, like, uh, like favicons on websites, I've, I've seen the tool to help you make your favicon, and they'll make like 12 different resolutions for you or something absurd because it's all, you're targeting all these different media type. And that's excessive. But in order to cover 
every case that may be necessary. Or it could be like a two-step process. You've got these, you know, 16 by 16 for those people with the tiny resolution desktops from Linux from 2003, like what we were playing with a couple weeks ago. And then you get the 512 by 512 for people with a massive resolution. And if you're somewhere in the middle, merge the two, do a quickie downsample on the primitives you got right there and come up with the resolution that's right for you. Maybe that's the right approach or something like that. So you're, you're reaching a middle ground between not having spent too much information indexing or creating thumbnails, but enough that you can get to it quickly. So you're not spending 15 minutes rendering like the experience you had three, four or five times. Well, that really all depends on the size of the image. Okay. Um, because like in QT, you can do, there's two different ways you can render a thumbnails. One is a fast transition or yeah, you can render scale down. Okay. Because that's effectively what you're doing is you're loading the image and then yeah. scaling it down. Yeah. And there's a fast transition and a smooth transition. Um, the difference to me has never really been that noticeable, but you know, when your file image is huge, it still has to, you know, read enough data out of that. Mm -hmm. Even if it's only reading one every hundred pixels out of the file, it still has to step through mm -hmm. that entire file to then get right. it. Um, and like, I, I understand that there's definitely a desire for flair in the way that file managers do something. I don't know if it was KDE, if this is what I'm remembering or not, but a few years ago, uh, Ken and I and another guy named Zach who's been, who did some work on Lumina, we were working on video thumbnails because we didn't have that at that point. So I was looking at how the other desktop file managers did it. And I think it was KDE, but maybe it, it was a different one. But like when it would render out the video, it would take you know, an arbitrary frame at some point, and then it would actually by pixel draw out the tape, like the film tape with the holes on the top and bottom. And not like it had like a PNG stashed somewhere that it could render, it could pull and then just like apply over the image and flatten and then use that. Mm -hmm. It actually was drawing out the tape and then each individual square in it every single time. Oh gosh which I, it didn't really take that much time because it was very quick operations, mm -hmm. but it was still going through it. It's like, at first I'm like, what on earth are they doing? Why are they draw? What is this drawing crap? Why are they do dropping a pointer in the, what? And then I like looked in the file manager. I'm like, oh, that's how they're rendering out like the side of the film tape like you would have in a 35 millimeter. Um, and it's like, somebody spent a lot of time to get that to look like that. So I guess what you're saying then is because you're inordinately focused on thumbnails, we should all stop and really work on thumbnails right now because it's very important. Uh, what about someone who doesn't care? What are, are you going to ask them, hey, stop and pay attention to these thumbnails. It's really important. we got to fix this problem right now. I think that's how we get tools like Pulse Audio, for instance. Stop and focus on, we have to get network audio working right now. we got to be able to route audio wherever we want. Right now, we got to stop and work on that. No, we really didn't need to. And in fact, Pulse Audio... It's better now, but in the earlier days of Pulse Audio, uh, and you know we talked about this before, it's it was kind of wild west. And someone decided, no, we're going to use Pulse Audio everywhere, and we need to stop and pay attention to it. And I can remember for about five years, the resolution for any time you had a sound problem was uninstall Pulse Audio. So, yes, thumbnails are important. They're very important to you. They're less important to me. They may become more important as I get more into photography. But everybody's got their little pet projects. Everybody's got their little foci that they are really magnifying above all other things because that's our nature. I think whatever's irritating us right then needs to be dealt with immediately. So I agree with you on a higher level. I would support your effort. I don't think I would pitch in 
on you know, helping you to build a better thumbnail mapping or uh, tracking service, not service, uh, a better thumbnail handler, we'll say. It's not my priority. I'm going to invest my effort on probably more Ansible scripting or DevOps, something or other, because that's where my inordinate focus is. And that's when I get irrationally angry at small things that don't really mean much, you know? Right. But you're also not a desktop environment developer. I'm not. You don't like, you know, if you take like with Lumina, I do work on the file manager. So obviously this is something that I care about mm -hmm. and I deal with the thumbnail thing. Obviously, this is not something that a Pulse Audio developer, since you that abuse that as an example since you brought it up would ever bother messing with because they didn't they don't have anything to do with it like this is obviously something that would have to be done by the people who work on desktop environments and specifically the people who work on the file managers in the desktop development mm -hmm. environments the guy who does the login and log out stuff is not this is not his wheelhouse you know so i know that there's a very small group of people that manage this type of thing or would do this kind of work and Obviously, their time is limited. They can only spend what time that they have available to work on stuff. And there are, you know, whatever priority stack that there is that they have is obviously something they have to work mm -hmm. around. It would just be nice if we could get a little bit of trajectory, maybe in some way in a better direction. Like maybe this maybe my idea is like not even the right idea. And there's a better way to do it. Like, that's cool. If there is a way we can find that's better and then we can move towards it. If this takes five years, okay, I'm cool. But can we start that step? Can we start working in that direction? I don't care how long it takes. If we could just have some progress and there to be some momentum towards what I think would be an improvement for the user experience for a lot of people, not just me, but you know, when you want to get into photography, so if we get together and we want to trade files around, okay, it's going to affect. Maybe it won't affect that much, but. If, you know, we're itself and you want to show me some photos that you've taken and you stick the thumbnail into your computer and then you go to bring up the folder, okay, we have to sit there and wait and wait and wait and wait. It's it's not a huge time sink, but it it, adds it just up. seems like this is something we, we could be doing. And it's, yeah. I don't know if it's a big ask. It's, a, in many ways, it's a little ask, but it's just, it's one of those small things I think would polish the user experience a little bit. I agree with that. Uh, so let's say you're presenting to a client. Well, you decided earlier you were, I guess this would have been a client of yours. And the fact that the client had to wait, some clients, the longer they wait, the less interested they are in whatever it is you're trying to sell them. Or if you have a, a 30 second elevator pitch for somebody and it takes an hour to render the images, not an hour, let's say two minutes, you lost your 30 seconds. The elevator's gone. You're on to the next floor and you missed your opportunity because you it didn't pre-render your thumbnails, and that would be silly. I missed an opportunity because I didn't do this ahead of time. So there, I absolutely agree with you, the merits of it, and I agree. Let's let's start on it. I think the development and the engineering behind what we're going to do is the easy part of it. The hard part is the politicking, getting other desktop environments to say, oh, wow, that is a good idea. Here's what we can do to help, or here's how we're going to incorporate it into what we're already doing. Probably there are initiatives going at other desktop environment um, developers, other shops, I guess is a good way to put it. So maybe that's a good place to start. Um, maybe someone has already got a start on this and you can jump in and help them push it along and get that ball rolling. I mean, all these projects, it's kind of like Sisyphus rolling the ball up hill. You just got to keep pushing and keep pushing. Hopefully you reach a point where you've crested and it starts rolling down the hill on the other side. And I would help you push, but I've got my own massive boulder. I've got to roll up a different hill. So, right. Yeah. And obviously, I would love to hear from other people on their thoughts mm -hmm. and their, you know, their opinions and 
you know, this is the opinion dominion. So bring absolutely it on. Um, bring it. Let, let me let me know how right I am and let me know how wrong I am. Wait, do you want an immediate opinion on that? Because I've got one. Go for it. You're right. Just not on the part where we're focused immediately on it. Oh, I don't I don't expect this to happen tomorrow. You know, again, five years. Let's let's aim for 2025 <laughs> that we can have this issue that we can come back on the show and be like, so five years ago, I gave a rant. And here's 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 sit rep on the rant from five years ago. That's that's what it's I like would we're like. We're building a cathedral. We're expecting this to take many generations to get thumbnails right. <laughs> right. Sometimes that's what it takes, you know. And it, the the cathedral will not be built unless we start. So I'm in agreement with you on that. Let's start. But it's easy for me to say, let's start, because I'm not going to contribute at all. Let's start. Somebody else start. You know, I'll happily say, yes, that looks great. Keep going. Yeah, it's always easy to ask other people to do it. Absolutely. That is, Absolutely. That is yeah. and You're doing a great job there, note, You're doing a great job. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I've got lots of experience at it. <laughs> so anyway, um, on that note, I, uh, I think we should wrap this episode up. Links, if I decide to add any, uh, I don't know. Maybe I will, maybe I won't, down in the show notes. The email, if you want to tell me how right or how wrong I am. and Or just to say, hey, uh, you guys are funny, or you guys are morons, or if you have a question, or you just want to tell us whatever. Email us, let us know, and we'll see you in the next. We'll see you next time.